0: The image of Jesus as the Good Shepherd is one of the most cherished Christological titles in the Christian tradition. It is rooted, however, in the prophetic tradition of the Hebrew prophets, Ezekiel being one of them, who foretold that God would provide a worthy shepherd to shepherd the flock of Israel, God's own beloved people. In the history of Christian art, The image of the Good Shepherd is probably the most beloved and familiar of subjects for both the devotion of the faithful and the imagination of the artist. This Sunday has long been referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday. It was a time for preachers to speak about vocations, and traditionally that meant talking about vocations to the priesthood or to consecrated religious life. But we know that vocation in the Church is so much broader than that, and in fact, it includes all of us. The words of Jesus in today's Gospel, calling himself the Good Shepherd, are intended to include the vocation the call of all of us, not only to be the people of God, following Jesus the Good Shepherd, but to be shepherds ourselves in the kind of care, the kind of Christ-like care that we offer to each other. In today's Gospel text, the Palestinian sheepfold is the visual backdrop for the array of images that Jesus uses. Now, the sheepfold was that enclosure that the sheep would enter into for overnight. I don't think I've seen any such thing in Wheaton, so you'll have to use your imagination, which, of course, is what Jesus asked of his listeners as well. So the sheepfold was where the sheep were kept secure, and then they were led to their pasture during the day. We might say, in today's context, it was their shelter-in-place arrangement. And more than one flock might be in the same pen, and so each shepherd would arrive to call out the flock that belonged to him. And they would exit through the one opening, the single gate to the sheepfold. So Jesus could say that only the rightful shepherd could enter the sheepfold, and only the rightful shepherd's voice would be recognized, and only the true shepherd could be trusted to lead the sheep to the green pastures and refreshing waters that the psalmist mentions. This figure of speech seems like an obvious portrayal of Jesus, but it evolves into a more critical relationship as it applies to Jesus' concern for all his followers. For only the Good Shepherd will protect, find food and drink. Only the Good Shepherd would take responsibility for the safety and the shelter and ultimately forego his own needs and interests in favor of the needs and interests of others. Only the Good Shepherd would lay down his life. This kind of leadership rests heavy upon those, both in the Church and in our society today, who would see themselves as authentic leaders. It requires of them a voice of selflessness, honesty, and compassion. There were those in Jesus' time, John tells us, who did not realize that he was talking about them. There are those in our time who are in the same denial. The second image in today's Gospel text is the image of the gate, and it's a twofold one. For Jesus is both the entry to the sheepfold, but also to the sheep themselves. This tells me that if the sheepfold is the place of safety, then Jesus is the way to be saved. He is the way to salvation. He is the one to whom we turn to find the salvation that God desires, the salvation that is gratuitous and inclusive. Later in the Gospel, we will hear Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this bears out the intention of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. At the same time, he is the way to the sheep. In other words, those who would presume to lead God's people are to go through Jesus. In that sense, they have to be as Jesus is, to have the same care and compassion for others as Jesus did and does. This, I think, is where we come in, for this applies to all of us. Whether or not we consider ourselves as leaders, we are surely caught up in a real and intimate relationship with others. Our sisters and brothers who are gathered by the one shepherd, for the one shepherd, and within the arms of the one true shepherd. The constant and intentional interaction between the members of the shepherd's flock is one of continual concern and great love. No one is meant to be left behind, to be lost, or to be forgotten.
1: As Peter chastises his
0: audience in the first reading for their mistakes and their infidelity, so are we challenged to repent of going astray from time to time. We are called to a fidelity to the name of Jesus Christ to a communion with each other, and to an honesty within ourselves. We are challenged to follow the Good Shepherd through the dark valleys, as well as to the enjoyment of the refreshing waters of life. The constancy of the Shepherd's voice and the unwavering compassion of the Shepherd's love is our staff for the journey, to borrow the image of the Psalmist. The one who sets the table before us, who anoints us with the oil of gladness, who fills the cup of life until it overflows, that is the one to whom we turn, the one who beckons us into the fullness of life in these days, indeed, in every day.